Support for WPR comes from Analog Ice Cream and Coffee, offering handcrafted cookies, coffees, and Wisconsin ice cream in the heart of Sister Bay. More information is available on Facebook and Instagram at Analog SB. Support for WPR comes from the Stevens Point area, offering a variety of getaway experiences, Itineraries and ideas for beer lovers, foodies, outdoor recreation fans, and more are at StevensPointArea.com. Zorba Pastor on Your Health is pre-recorded. From Buck Studio at Wisconsin Public Radio, this is Zorba Pastor on Your Health. I'm Carl Christensen, and I'm here with family doc Zorba Pastor. We'll spend the next hour with you in our virtual doctor's office, although we're <laughs> we're missing that intimidating glass jar of tongue depressors and those huge Q-tips, you know, they're That's always right. sitting over there and on the National table. And National Geographic, they're <laughs> about 20 years old. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk healthy living. We'll walk through a healthy recipe. We'll get to some of your phone calls and emails and a few voicemails as well. If you have a question for the good doc, the number to call anytime is 800-462-7413. That's 800-462-7413. And along with those calls, Zorba, we have a few healthy living topics to talk about today. Right. We're going to talk about cancer rates in people under the age of 50. Some very disturbing information that's coming out where cancer is affecting younger people sooner. And why is that? Give some information about that. And then turmeric, you know, might be good for treating indigestion. It might actually curb stomach acid. So it might be a more natural way to treat GERD and other problems you've got in your tummy. And a lot of people have tummy problems, let me tell you. Tummy problems are common. Getting a natural way to cure it might be helpful. And speaking of tummies, here's some food to put in your tummy. Yes, what is it today? We love it. Potato pizza. This is from the vault. Uh, my my good friend who has since passed away, Nancy Russ Ryan, who is a cookbook editor, developed this particular recipe. And when we have done this before, we have had tens of thousands, maybe millions of people who have actually asked, well, maybe not millions of people, <laughs> I might be exaggerating, have actually asked for the, this recipe, if you like pizza, if you like potatoes, if you like good food, you will want this recipe. All I right. promise you. That sounds great. 800-462. I'm selling it. You can just tell. You really sold it. I'm sold. You didn't have to sell pizza to me, though. I'm always in on that. 800-462-7413. To the phones we go. Let's go to our first caller. This is a listener in Parrotsville, Tennessee. Hi. Hello. I'm, uh, I've been a long time listener of your show. I really love your show. Oh, well, thank and, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And if Tom's listening, Tom, I'm a fellow tofu hater. <laughs> I think Tom might be listening. We'll see. He's certainly not having tofu, veg- that's for sure. I was a vegetarian for 11 years, and um, I'll never put it in my mouth again. <laughs> How can we help? Well, um, it all started in 1986. I was in a car accident, and... Um, I ate a windshield, started having seizures, and it's a strange thing. Um, In 2002, I got T-boned. I had a seizure. I got T-boned in my left side. Wow. And I broke um, my left ribs Mm -hmm. about um, 6 through 10. Gee, that's that's pretty awful. And they didn't heal right. Um, There's an anterior ridge. So they never healed. They never healed well. No, they it it, cre- it, it creates tension on my organs, mm-hmm. and it creates a pull on my spine, and gotcha. So, so how can we help you? Well, I, I'm I was curious as to whether there's anything that can be done about it besides you know surgery and rebreaking them. Well, and that's so. In '86, you had your first accident. '202, you had the second accident. T-bones. You were lucky to be around. What do you do for a living? What sort of work do you do? Do you do manual work? Are you lifting heavy things? Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a CMT, mm-hmm. um, certified massage therapist. Uh, mm-hmm. I am. I live out in the woods, and so I do a lot of um, um, chopping wood and cutting wood and 
a lot of manual labor. So you are, well, chopping wood, I kind of would call chopping wood manual yeah. labor. And if you're doing massage therapy, I have a massage therapist, that's also pretty manual because you're using that. So you're able to functionally use things. Do you have pain in, you know, what exactly are the symptoms in your chest? Do you have pain there or what's going on? What sort of symptoms? Sometimes there's pain. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The main thing is just the the constriction. Constriction um, in terms of breathing or moving. What what kind of what kind of constriction? Um, digestive problems for one thing. Uh-huh. It, it uncreates a a, um, a squeeze on my stomach, spleen, left lung, um, that whole side. So you've got gut problems. You've got sensation problems. So. Uh, I've got some advice for you. So first of all, nobody's going to go back and rework on those ribs. In other words, I cannot imagine a thoracic surgeon saying, yeah, let's recut them out, take it out, and fix it. They wouldn't do it. And besides, it may not work because if you open them up and you do it like when you have open-heart surgery, you then pull the ribs together with wire, and believe it or not, that also, also can cause very significant problems. But one thing you haven't tried my guess is that might be useful, is diclofenac gel. That's an anti-inflammatory gel. Used to be only available in Canada and Europe. was available in the U.S. about 10 years ago at $350 a tube. You can now buy it over the counter for maybe $10 a tube. And it's diclofenac 1% gel. If you get it by a prescription, it works on your drug card. I would put that over your ribs, and I would do that at least twice a day. And if you can get it three times a day, that may make a difference, and that may get rid of the inflammation. You might have chronic inflammation along that area that may not be bony, but may be inflammation that never fully healed, and that's what I would try. The other thing that you can use, they may also work, but I would try the diclofenac, is the lidocaine strips. You used to only be able to buy that, once again, as a prescription strip. But if you can buy the 4% lidocaine strips, and these are strips you put on and you wear them every day, on in the morning, off at night when you go to sleep, that can also reduce pain because the lidocaine actually goes in there and can actually affect the pain receptors if the pain receptors are there. So you've got two ways topically to treat this. And I think it's kind of good for you because you're a massage therapist and so you know how important it is for those peripheral nerves, peripheral muscles, peripheral ligaments to be affected. This may be that way of treating it without taking something internally. Yes. Try these two things. See if they work and let us know. Okay. I'll get back to you and let you know how it works. And thanks. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks for your kind comments. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Zorba. And thank you, Carl. I love your show. <laughs> thanks. Right. You take care. Thanks so much for that call at 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. Always wonderful to hear listeners Short-term listeners, long-term listeners, intermediate listeners talk about the show because our goal is to really try to kind of bring out medical information so people can figure out what they can do with their lives, and that's why we're still here. And then, of course, we do have some fun along the way, occasional joke. Sure. Occasionally, you give some sort of a pun. You know, I haven't— Occasionally. Occasionally, (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) See, are your kids punsters? Do they make jokes? I'm trying to teach them uh, how to spin a pun. Yeah, so what did Otis say? Does he— you have a joke? Give me an Otis joke. Well, I'll give you a, a, a Willa joke. My a five-year-old joke. daughter. A five-year-old. Give me she a made it joke. up. I've been. She likes uh, writing her own okay, jokes so more than more than five. Otis does. Hey, yeah, she hey, loves. Before you know, she'll you know she'll be writing for late night television. <laughs> okay, give me the joke. Go ahead. Okay, so we make smoothies a lot. So she decided to write a, a joke about smoothies. Okay. And her smoothie joke is, she always, she says, "Hey, Dad, why did the horse put peanuts in his smoothie?" Why? I don't know why. And then she just looks at me and smiles, and she goes, peanut diaper. (laughs) (laughs) And then laughs. Such a kid joke. It's such a kid joke. I can't, and I laugh so hard it's every just single time. A kid joke. That's that's right. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah, it's, it's a good joke. Original joke. Uh, 800-462-7413. That's one 462 7413 Let's get to our first topic, Zorba. 
We got a new study from the BMJ Oncology, and this is a people under 50, and this is over the last 30 years, there's a huge spike in well, cancer. Well, there's a huge spike. So uh, first of all, when they say new cases, there's a 79% increase in prostate cancer and then a cancer of the windpipe, the nasopharynx, oropharynx. That's around huge. There. Well, it's a huge increase in a small number. I mean, that's okay. where you actually have to look scientifically. If you have a, uh, And it's very important, and we'll get into that. But if you have a 79% increase in lung cancer, which is very common among adults, it would be an absolute uh, epidemic. Mm-hmm. When you have a 79 increase in a small number because there are fewer people under under 50, it may look like a gigantic increase, but in fact, it's not a gigantic increase. It's an alarming increase, but it's not gigantic. Well, this also has to do with colon cancer. Colon mm-hmm. cancer used to be used to uh, be common, more common in people. Initially, at the age, you would screen them at 55. Then we moved it down to 50. And now we've moved it down to 45 because we're seeing cancer at a younger and younger age. And the same turns out to be true for prostate cancer. We're seeing that a little bit younger. And of course, prostate cancer, most prostate cancer never kills you, but we're starting to see it younger, and so that's a big issue. Breast cancer, earlier on, said breast cancer we're starting to see, and breast cancer of the nose and throat. And we don't know why this is happening. If you look at 2019, you know, uh, which is really data came, the diagnosis for people under 50, under the age of 50, about three and a quarter million, and that was a 79% increase from what had occurred back in 1990, you know, so 1990 compared to 2019. So that's a, you know, that's a 20-year thing. So the question is, where does this come from? I don't know. That's what they don't know. Uh, you know, we get screened for cancer, but screening earlier, should we start screening at a young age? We certainly do that for breast cancer, and we're doing it for that, but whether or not it's going to work for other cancers. So let me ask you a question. You're a young guy. Do you worry about cancer? Um, sometimes, yeah, you just see so much, you know, yeah, much more yeah. of it. Yeah. Do so, you smoke cigarettes? No. You decrease your risk of cancer. Uh, do you have like three to four alcoholic beverages a day? Not a day, no. Not a day. Well, maybe a week. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about a day. Yeah. That makes it. Do you eat right? Do you try to get five servings of fruits and veggies a day? I try. try I don't, is okay. definitely don't, but try I try. Is okay, try but to, you tried. You know, yeah. try I still to eat that. a lot of junk. Yeah, that's you for eat sure. a lot of junk. So it depends on what the what the what the, what is your junk? What's your junk? Of I choice? just love chips. Chips. <laughs> You just love chips. You just love chips. Yeah, I just, no matter what, I, I, you That's should it. see the top of our chips. fridge. It's a, it's a shameful chips? display of shameful chips. Shameful display it of chips. There's a lot of bags of chips. Shameful display of chips. You know what? <laughs> we are going to take a picture of the top of your refrigerator okay. and put it on the Facebook page. Oh, we sh- so uh, we can see the brain. My <laughs> wife is going to kill me chips. for that. that, that. You've got to have, you've got to have, you've got to take a secret photo okay. of Carl's. I'll try to snap yeah, one later. You've got to, you've yeah. got to snap one when she He's asleep. Okay, Just go sure. over there, snap it, put it on Facebook, <laughs> act mission. in haste, repent at leisure. Oh, honey, sorry. <laughs> I really didn't mean to do this, but I really did mean to do this. So yeah. But anyway, anyway. this this uh, you know the the increased cancer is disturbing because we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Is there something going on? Is there something infectious going on? We know some cancers are infectious, like cervical cancer, cancer of the head and neck in men and women from human papillomavirus. We know that's the case. Is it because of our lifestyle? Is it lack of eating the right things or is it eating the wrong things? I don't think we have a handle on this. Hmm. Except if you have symptoms, you wonder what's going on in your body and you're 50, you may be able to think, or 45, you might think of cancer and go to your doctor and see what they say. Interesting stuff. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. Call anytime. Leave us a voicemail. And speaking of voicemails, let's go to one. This is Lake Dubay, Wisconsin. A lady was just on the radio about caffeine drinks, um, energy drinks for kids. I was under the understanding that energy drinks cause uh, heart issues or heart palpitations, um, if you drink too many energy drinks, doesn't that have an issue on your heart or something? It's like speed. Um, I'd just like my answer on, on the radio, if possible. Thank you. Well, you're going to get it. We're on the radio right now. <laughs> Zorba, are you an energy drink guy at all? Do you, do you partake? Coffee. Okay, sure. But I'm talking about, you know, those manufactured en- energy Well, drinks. there is, you know what I occasionally drink? Red Bull. Once in a while. If you're what, for a drive like, or something? Usually or? when I'm a drive. You okay. Know, and I like, I'm on the whole, I am not a carbonated 
I do not really drink carbonated beverages. Mm-hmm. And then one time I drank Red Bull without calories. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I kind of like it. You know? okay. And then I think, Red Bull? You know, my kids looked in the car and said, you're drinking Red Bull? <laughs> he said, you know, Dad, when I was in Mexico, we had shots of Red Bull. And I don't remember what they mixed in with it. Probably Red Bull and vodka. Have you Vod- ever had that? I've had a vodka and Red Bull, See, yeah. that's it, Red Bull. But, but I don't have the like vodka. Mixing, like... I don't have the vodka. I don't okay. have the vodka. I just have the... Just but, the I don't ha- but I don't do it usually when I'm, when I'm driving if I don't feel like coffee. Energy drinks have caffeine. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. It's caffeine, caffeine, caffeine. Is it speed? No. Speed is a very specific thing. Methamphetamines, they're really different. However, can they cause palpitations? Yeah, because caffeine can cause palpitations in some people. Can it cause a fast heart? Sure. That's what caffeine does. I mean, caffeine is the most common stimulant ever used in humankind and continues to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're never going to outlaw coffee, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's some people that don't drink coffee. So, for instance, uh, the Mormons are against drinking coffee because they feel that it's an inebriant in some way. I'm not a member of the Mormon church, so I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's something they don't drink. And there are other religious practices that also don't drink coffee. So the answer for energy drinks is you can drink them in moderation just like you can drink coffee in moderation. The issue is children. And are they drinking too much caffeine? Mm-hmm. And is it bad for the developing brain? That is a totally different issue. And from my point of view, I think on the whole, you should keep kids away from too much caffeine. Mm-hmm. So does that mean they can have a Coke? Because Coke has caffeine? I think that's okay. But should they be drinking energy drinks? No, because we don't understand the developing brain at all. And we do know that teenagers have weird brains, right, by definition. <laughs> you were, weren't you a teenager once? I think so, yeah. How weird was your brain? It was pretty weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. You probably don't even remember because you would remember <laughs> with your teenage mind, right? I mean, your view of yourself as a teenager is from a teenage point of view. <laughs> it's funny. I talked to my kids about this. I was talking to my son, Zach. The other night, it was very funny. And he said, so Zach is the oldest in our family. And he's like seven or eight years. He's like seven years older than, let me think, he's seven years older than Vanessa. I think roughly like that. And we're talking about it. He said, I don't, I mean, now he's in his 40s. He said, I don't remember ever being with Vanessa when I was in high school. Was she living in the house? (laughs) I said, yes. And I'm sure when you were 16, we had you pick her up and take her. He said, I have no memory of being with her when I was in high school. Did he block it all out or something? I have no idea. It was high school. It was his high school brain. Right. It was like, oh, Vanessa, she's over there. She's over there. What's new, guys? That's about about what it is. Anyway, getting back to the teenage brain, less caffeine for a teenage brain growing up, good idea. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, before we take a quick break, Zorba. Were you going to say the baby police? (laughs) No. Close. Let's hear from your favorite backseat drivers, the grammar police. You know, I need a grammar police hat. I need some swag. I need grammar police swag. I need a T-shirt. I need a hat. All right. I need to have like you know a, we'll a blanket that. that I wear like to the if I'm going to the Badger game. I need to have something on like the back. A, I, like I a need a flag. Idea. I need yeah. the whole thing. Okay. I mean, you know, there's a money making proposition here that we have not <laughs> yet had grammar police like a little flag out there. Yeah. You know, stop people sure. on the street. Say how's your grammar, and then you ask them a very important grammar question. I don't think anyone. See if they can do it. You had that grammar. They would stay away from you. Yeah, actually, that would be a way to actually walk safely during the street. This is actually not from the grammar police. This is from a division within the grammar police who sometimes they come off a bit sour. Mm -hmm. This is from the cranberry police. I don't think we've ever heard from them before, but we do have a lot of cranberries in Wisconsin. I think we're number one. I think we're number one in the country. I think we are too. We're number one in the country. Mm -hmm. You ever seen a bog cranberry bog? I think I've driven by a cranberry bog. Yeah. Such a strange thing to farm. It is. Bogs. I've seen I mean, cool, like, overhead drone shots of people of the farming. Bogs. I mean, it's, it's an really unusual cool. bog thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you must you must have to love it. Yeah. I wonder if you have to love bogs if you love cranberries. So. <laughs> I have no pun right now, but there's <laughs> got to be pun. something out there. There's got to be a pun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. Probably... I thought you weren't part of this. 
our technical director Brad just said he, we're really bogging down the show right oh, now, so we should keep, keep it. it moving. That's it. Okay. You know? All right. Anyways, you know, an anonymous. He's always on top of us. <laughs> Actually, he's part of the grammar police. You Is never he? knew that. Oh, of course, you never knew that. Come on, come on. He's the secret police. All right, moving moving right along. An anonymous <laughs> listener writes. Dear Dr. Zorba, please stop saying that cranberry juice is cranberry juice cocktail. They are two different things, as you seem to know. If one reads the labels, Mm -hmm. one can in fact find 100% cranberry juice. To reduce the tartness, I add sparkling mineral water. This beverage, in my case, helps prevent UTIs Mm -hmm. with added hydration and zing. Thanks for your attention. An appreciative listener. But that really is a good point because cranberry juice cocktail is because they're so tart. There's a lot of sugar they in there too, isn't it? a lot of sugar and yeah. sweetness to it. And you can buy the light stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't have sugar. It has Splenda or it has NutraSweet on Retro, which it has. Yeah. But the idea of just taking it and putting it in a cocktail, that is a great idea. I never really thought of mm-hmm. it. And I don't actually know where you buy pure Cranberry juice. I've seen it. I usually I've, I buy. I have some in my fridge right now. Actually, it comes Pure in like a smaller juice? bottle, hundred yeah, percent cranberry bottle. juice. Yeah. It's really dark red, it's really dark red. thick. Yeah, and you just I mix yeah. it in with some seltzer water. Oh, so and, you do that? Yeah, I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it's nice. nice. Do you put vodka in it too? Never, never, <laughs> never, never. Just want to know. I know you wouldn't start your day with vodka. No, I mean that's it. It's definitely not. But you've got a smile on your face. So how real is the? Are never? you going to ask me if I put vodka in everything now, like for every show? <laughs> Do you have a health question for the good doc? Don't let it linger. Just post it on our Facebook page or send us an email at... Zorba at WPR.org. More of your calls to come, more listener emails. Yes. And we'll be slicing up potatoes for a classic pizza recipe from the vault. All coming up on Zorba Pasture on Your Health from PRX. Christensen in the studio with Dr. Zorba Pastor. The number to call anytime with your healthy living question is 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. But before we get back to those phone calls, Zorba, what do we got here? We got potato pizza? That's right. This is from The Vault. Oh, uh, yeah. Recipe from The Vault. As I mentioned, vault. from The Vault, my friend Nancy, who was a wonderful chef, wonderful cook, we were friends for 50 years, passed away a few years ago. This particular recipe was one of her favorite recipes. And frankly, when we did this recipe years ago, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about years ago, yeah. 20 years ago, 20, maybe 25 years The show's years been ago. on a while. We had lots of people who wrote in for this recipe. They mm-hmm. wrote in. Oh, really? They sent a self-addressed stamp. Back when envelope. people were still writing yeah. letters. When, remember when people used to write? Yeah. Cursive. They wrote cursive and they put their address on. And then we had somebody named Gigi and she put the recipes in the envelope and sent them back out. Wow. She was very good. What a time. But I mean, what a time. That's what right. a time Before, to be alive. Yeah. Well, we didn't have electricity. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, was, it was the whole thing. Radio, we just kind of did the radio. But this particular recipe, if you like pizza and you want to do something really interesting, try this. I love pizza. It's a wonderful recipe. So let's make it. Okay. We're going to start out with pizza dough. So get your favorite pizza dough. Pizza now, dough. I get pizza dough from Trader Joe's. I get it from Woodman's. Madison. You don't make your own. You always buy it prepared. No, Santa doesn't make my own. Oh, okay. I've made my own with zero. And you can make your own. We could do that on the show once. And you buy flour. I think it's called double zero flour. Mm-hmm. So have you ever made it? Made your own? I've never made pizza dough. Oh, you have to get, if you want to get the right flour, it's special Italian flour. I think it's called double zero or triple zero, but it's mm-hmm. the way the flour is milled. No, I've made it on my own. But I'm often lazy and I I don't make it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a I have an element of laziness. So pizza dough. Pizza dough. Um, you're going to use some vegetable cooking spray. 
Vegetable cooking spray? Yeah. Do you have one of those in the house? Sure. Or multiple? Uh, you know, one, I think. You know, there's some now where you can get olive oil cooking spray. Mm-hmm. You can also get a high smoke cooking spray for the grill. Okay. I got that the other day. So I've got several co- uh, vegetable cooking yeah. sprays. cooking spray. Uh, a tablespoonful of cornmeal. One big tea cornmeal. Pound of red potatoes scrubbed and unpeeled. One pound red potatoes scrubbed, unpeeled. And you could use another potato, but red potatoes are kind of creamy. A half a pound of onions, yellow onions would be good, but any onion, pared and sliced paper thin. Half a pound yellow onions, pared, sliced paper thin. Do you have one of those things, I think it's called a mandalay? Yes, where it slices vegetables very thinly. If you did, this is where you would pull out your mandalay and make it really thin. You want it to be really, really thin. A clove of garlic. Finely minced. One clove garlic, finely if, minced. If you really love garlic, use two mm-hmm. or three, but don't over-garlic it. I usually double the garlic on just mm-hmm. about every yeah. recipe. Well, of course, I of course, love garlic. Of course. That's what we do. Uh, half a teaspoon of fresh sage leaf mince. Now, if you don't have sage leaves, you can use basil. But in this particular recipe, sage leaves are best if you got them. Fresh. S- sage advice. Half a little tea, fresh sage leaves, wait, minced. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say sage advice? No, you just gave some yeah, really sage yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, if I only had basil leaves, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I would not have a basil no, you bagel say, response no, to that. But you would probably say that was baseless. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving maybe, right along, as Tom I would say. Learn, Moving right along. I <laughs> uh, have a teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper. Half a little tea, ground freshly ground black pepper. Half a teaspoon of salt. Half a little tea, salt. Sounds good. Let's make Let's this Let's make it. Okay, preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Now, if you're going to have pizza dough, either you've got the pre-made pizza dough that comes in a package, in which case you still want to put cornmeal underneath it, or you're going to roll out your pizza dough that you get from your store, and you're going to spray the pan, you're going to put it on lightly with cooking spray, and then you're going to dust it with cornmeal and then put the dough on top of it. Now, for the potatoes, dry them. Slice them as thinly as possible into rounds. Place the potatoes, the thinly sliced onions, the minced garlic all over it, and the sage in a bowl. Toss it with a rubber spatula to kind of mix it well. Spray the pizza crust again with cooking spray. Very important. And then layer the potato onion pizza evenly across and sprinkle it with salt and pepper. Bake it in the oven. Might take 35 to 40 minutes. Takes a long time to cook those potatoes. In your oven, it might only take 25 minutes. You got to look at it. Look at it until the potatoes are cooked through golden and brown. Remove it from the oven. Let it rest for a minute or two. Slice it and serve it. And let me tell you something. If you like potatoes and you like pizza, you will like this recipe. I will like this recipe. You will like this Because I like both those things. That's right. And if you want a copy of it, we are not going to send you a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> or ask you brother to send it to us. You come to ZorbaPastor.org. That's ZorbaPastor.org. Or, of course, through Facebook. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. And you can call that number anytime and leave us a voicemail with your healthy living question. And let's do a voicemail now. This is a caller from Dubuque, Iowa. I have a question for you. I eat eggs almost every day, and I know that they use um, mercury in chicken feed or when they're growing the chicken feed, and that there's actually mercury in chicken and in eggs. Uh, Someone told me that once mercury gets in your body, it it accumulates and stays there. Uh, I'd like to know, is it harmful to eat eggs every day, or is there any kind of eggs I can get that doesn't have mercury in it? Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I think this really goes to show that everything you read on the web or you hear from your friends is not always correct. Okay. I mean, just a good example. There is not mercury. There's no mercury in chicken feed, and there is no mercury in eggs. And so how this idea actually came up and popped up on the Internet, it's like telephone. Remember telephone? Oh, As sure. a kid, yeah. you know, somebody says something and right. then it goes through 20 people. And it just gets distorted. And by the end, red becomes blue and blue right. becomes green and green becomes, you know, you know, iridescent. And right. it just gets distorted. And this is an example. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea where this came from. But let me assure you, first of all, eggs do not have mercury. Have you heard this before? 
I have heard lots of things okay. before, and this is one of those junky things that I'm sure that I've heard about before. Mercury and people worry about eggs, and they worry about things in eggs because they come from chickens, and what are the chickens doing in the chicken feed? Now, there are issues that occur with all kinds of chickens and animals, and they have to do more with the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a- antibiotic-free Chicken feed is important because they used to put in tetracycline, which was a commonly used antibiotic in chicken feed because it kept birds from getting pneumonia and then not producing uh, as as many eggs. They haven't done that for a number of years. Mm. The feds got out of them and said this may lead to drug-resistant bacteria that humans can have. But anyway, getting back to the issue, no mercury. Now, does mercury stay in your body forever? Yes. Mm. We don't have mercury thermometers anymore. We don't have a mercury. We used to have uh, blood pressure cups. The best one were was were really mercury. They were little like silver things that went up. And when I was a kid, I played with mercury. You probably never did that, Carl, did you? I did not play with mercury. They would bring that out in elementary school and pour it out on the desk, and you would take your coins. Like, you're, you're laughing. You would take your pennies and other things, yeah. and it would you would put it on, and it would cover the penny, and the penny would become silver, and then we would take it home. I remember Mr. Lee. It looks said, really cool. I've seen, yeah, I've seen oh, maybe really video cool. of that. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. I remember going to the store and buying a bottle of mercury. It was really heavy. Oh, <laughs> you could yeah. just grab a bottle of mercury. No, in the you would. Store? Well, you could. You had to go to a. Spe- it was like it wasn't the mercury. You store. had a mercury guy. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the mercury dealer. Oh yeah, that's it. It was the, the mercury dealer. <laughs> Nonetheless, we've gotten we get we have gotten mercury out of the system. The issue with mercury has to do with fish, mm-hmm. and has to do with fish like in Wisconsin rivers, because apparently mercury was used as part of the paper making process. Oh, okay, and so along the Fox River, and how much fish you can actually eat is an issue because fish contain mercury. Eggs do not. Some fish do. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, before we take a quick break, Zorba, as you know, we have some doctors who listen to the show, and quite often they'll send us voicemails offering up their take on something that was discussed on the program. Really? Yeah. A lot of doctors listen to this show. They actually, actually, they do. It's true. They yeah. do. We get emails. We get voicemails. No, I get, I get nice comments from doctors. That's I good. do, and I really appreciate them. Yeah, I do. So we decided to create a brand new segment for this. <laughs> this is called Doctor to Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's doctor to doctor. Medicine. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hello, medicine. Medicine. Yeah. Because <laughs> like right, isn't that what doctors talk about? Is medicine. That's right. All right. The follow- so do we live in medicine, Wisconsin? Exactly. Yeah. Hello, medicine. <laughs> I think you got the joke. The following advice came from Dr. Ron in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, Zorba. Tom, Carl. This is your friendly cardiologist out in Las Vegas little uh, follow-up, uh, nothing cardiac-related, but I think something practical for you. You had a lady call in who had a smelly navel or belly button. I would call it an umbilicus. But uh, someone called in and said, try Maalox or the equivalent. But uh, I think I have a better solution, which I have used on patients, and it's diaper cream, diaper paste. And the premier brand is Desitin. It's basically Mm -hmm. zinc oxide, very Mm -hmm. benign, Mm -hmm. safe for babies. So it's definitely safe for adults. And I think what's going on with Perumbolicus is overlapping skin contact, which is the same as uh, other intertriginous problems uh, with skin folds Mm -hmm. that contact each other. So uh, clean the uh, umbilical area and then apply the paste uh, every day with a Q-tip or finger, and uh, it keeps the areas from contacting each other, and uh, it keeps it uh, dry, and uh, it works very well, and it's a lot easier than trying to dehydrate a bottle of Maalox. So uh, <laughs> let me know what you think. <laughs> Thank you. 
what first of all, think? I think that is great. That is great. Uh, a, a couple of interesting points. He's right, though, about mm-hmm. desitin. It's zinc oxide. Uh, it's used, and basically we do use it. You know, and diaper do baby something, jippity do diaper do. I can't remember which was something else. <laughs> It was like that. But all the diaper products that contain desitin and other mm-hmm. things would be good because it actually would get rid of the overlapping skin that's in there. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great idea. Now, the other thing that's interesting is he used the word umbilicus. So part of the thing is we have a lingo in medicine that we use. It is the umbilicus. And then you have the common word that we use, which is belly button. Like sure. your kids understand the word belly button. Right. So- and on the show, we try to use belly button mm-hmm. because it's common. If I say umbilicus, some people are going to know umbilicus. Right. And some people are going to think, like, is that like batgammon? Right. I mean, because they're not going to know it. So part of this is also translating information in a way that we can understand. Mm-hmm. And some people actually think that if they don't know a word, other people will think that they're dumb or stupid. When in fact, then we use words that are internal to us. And as physicians, we don't often use in words that are common and normal. Mm-hmm. And that is all of, that's one of the reasons that I do the show. Right. You know, instead of saying myocardial infarction, I like to say heart attack. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the problems that doctors, nurse practitioners, and PAs have is we don't necessarily use common words because mm-hmm. we want to use the correct scientific word. Right. So on one hand, we want to be scientists, use the right word. On the other hand, we're talking to patients and we should use the common word and where do you find it? Nonetheless, umbilicus, belly button, desitin, Use it. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. So I have an idea. When you go home, teach your kids that they have an umbilicus. <laughs> They'll like it. It's a funny word. It's a funny word. <laughs> it is. Word. I had never and heard then, it before. And then, oh, you never heard the word no, umbilicus? I oh, not. really? No. See, so it's not a common word. No. Teach your kids umbilicus. So they point to it and say your belly button, and they'll pick it up because they're kids. They'll pick up the word and say umbilicus. Umbilicus. And have your, and have your daughter make a joke. Yeah. See if she can make a joke about her umbilicus. <laughs> have a healthy living question for Zorba? Just post on our Facebook page or send us an email at... Zorba at WPR after you touch your umbilicus. <laughs> WPR.org. More of your calls, more of your emails, and we'll dive into another interesting healthy living topic, all coming up on Zorba Pastor on Your Health from PRX. Carl Christensen in the studio with Dr. Zorba Pastor on Zorba Pastor on Your Health. The number to call anytime with your healthy living question is 800 462 7413. That's 1 800 462 7413. But before we get back to those phone calls, let's do another topic, healthy living topic. We're talking about turmeric this time. Right, turmeric. And I'm going to pronounce it correctly. I know we will hear from people if you it. don't. I mean, I've said turmeric. Who knows why I said yeah. turmeric when it's turmeric, you know, but I've been chastised You've enough. You've been scolded a lot. I've been scolded enough, so I'm going to pronounce it turmeric. Never but again. But there's a lot of interest in turmeric. I mean, there's just been a lot of interest. And it's a commonly used, especially in Ayurvedic medicine, which is Indian medicine. Uh, it's also used in other forms of Asian medicine. It comes from a root called the curcuma longa plant. It's got curcumin, which is actually uh, an anti-inflammatory. It's mm. got maybe some antimicrobial uh, properties in there too. And once again, it's a medical remedy. It hasn't been studied a lot. And of course, big pharma is not going to discover and study something like this. But there are some studies going on. So in this particular study group, quite interesting, they looked at, well, first of all, I have a question. Do you get an upset stomach? Every once in a while, sure. Not a lot. But not every day. No, no. But some people get it every day. Right. 
you know, and yeah. they have GERD, they have reflux, it's called dyspepsia, mm -hmm. their stomach doesn't feel good. That really is a common, common problem. So they took 206 people, which is called functional dyspepsia. In other words, they had a little gas, they didn't feel really good. We would probably call it irritable bowel syndrome, you know, maybe in their upper gut. Hard to say when they looked at the study exactly what they had, but they had GI distress. Okay, some people took 250 uh, milligrams of curcumin, which basically is turmeric in the active ingredient in turmeric. So 250 milligrams, four times a day, okay? Mm -hmm. Then some took a dummy, some took omeprazole, which is Prilosec, and some took a combination of omeprazole and curcumin, basically turmeric. And then they followed them over a significant period of time of about six months. How often did they explain the pain? When did they get discomfort? All those other things that are associated. And lo and behold, it turned out that the people who had curcumin, which comes from turmeric, many of them, their functional dyspepsia or stomach problems went away. Hmm. Comparable with omeprazole, maybe. Once again, it's only one study, maybe. But certainly it had something to do with the gut. So I think this means that if you've got functional gut problems of anything, I think it's okay to try to turmeric 250 milligrams four times a day, mm -hmm. either in a capsule or some kind of a form. Now, how would you decide which brand to buy, Carl? Well, I've been working on this show for a long time. Yes. About okay. 10 years. That's right. That's right. And uh, I hear you mention a place where you can check up because – a lot of supplements are unregulated, That's right? exactly. Or actually, all That's, of them are unregulated. They're all unregulated. <laughs> so where do you go? And so you may be getting incorrect information, right. and uh, and it's not really there. Yep. So I like to go to consumerlab.com. Consumerlab.com, you got to pay. you got to pay. It's a pay site. Mm -hmm. I don't get anything from them. And then I would buy the ones that they recommend. Because they analyze They analyze it. They see if the supplements actually have what's in there. And then they tell you how much it is per milligram of supplement. Okay. Now- I'm frugal. I don't know if I'm frugal. <laughs> I am not cheap. I am frugal. I like to get my money's worth. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way to do it. So I don't want to pay a lot of money for the label. I want mm -hmm. to make sure I have the right stuff. Yeah, make sure and you're getting the goods. Exactly. Now, I must tell you, if I go to a large store, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Costco, you know, a big company, and I buy their product, mm -hmm. on the whole, I am making an assumption, which I think is generally true, I'm only going to say generally, that their product, they're standing behind their product, and they don't want to be dinged by a company like ConsumerLab.com that shows they don't have the right amount of turmeric. Right. So if you buy a big company's product like that, I think you've got a good chance you're going to get it. But if you want to be super sure or really sure, go to consumerlab.com and do it. I want to know what I'm getting, right. and I don't want to be overpriced, and I don't want to be scammed. Yeah, you want to make sure you're actually getting turmeric and not right. I don't Cheeto want to get dust. a placebo. Right? No, that's exactly it. I don't want to get a placebo. Mm -hmm. I want to get I want to get the real stuff mm -hmm. to see if it works. So that's my recommendation. Turmeric may work for your dyspepsia. 800-462-7413. That's one 800 462-7413. All right, let's go back to the phone calls now. Let's help out a listener in Bonners Ferry, Idaho. Hi. Thanks for having me on the show. Sure. How can we help? Well, I'm calling about an extended condition that I've had for quite some time now. And I wondered if he could give me some answers or sure. uh, enlighten me a little bit more about my Agent Orange-associated problems. Got you. Tell me what's going on. Well, I have neuropathy of the feet. Mm -hmm. I had, in 2017, I had a heart attack, a stent in, installed in the lower descending anterior artery. Mm -hmm. And now it seems that, that it's crawled up my body to my shoulders and oh. my arms. Mm -hmm. And I, it's almost like I'm plugged into the wall you when mean, this happens. And it's uh, just certain Kind of electrical? Pain. Is that what it feels yeah, like? Yeah. And it's and one night it was connected with my breathing. When I breathed out, wow. it would shoot huh. down my arms, breathe huh. in, it would relax and just kept going back and forth and down both arms. What are, you, what are you taking for it? You taking anything at all? Well, I do take Carvedidol. Mm -hmm. You take that. That's for your heart. Just one aspirin a day. And that's uh, it? Any, maybe aspirin. Anything for the, for the Agent Orange neuropathy? Have you ever taken anything for it? No, no. Um, I've got a suggestion for you. I've got a medication that I think you ought to try. 
It's called Pregabalin. It's under, uh, it was a name brand. I'll give you the name brand, which is easier. Lyrica, L-Y-R-C-I-A. L-Y, Lyrica, L-Y-R-I-C-A. <laughs> and I, mis- I misspelled it right away, but it's called Lyrica. It is a very, very good drug for neuropathy that might work for you. It's not an opioid, not addictive. It is a controlled drug because it actually, when the feds, when it first came out, people actually had a mood, their mood improved, and the feds were worried that it was going to become a drug of abuse, which it did not. It turns out it's used by lots of psychiatrists in mood disorders. It's a a separate thing. So this particular class of drugs are anti-seizure drugs, and we discovered, Pfizer discovered, or Park Davis, which was bought out by Pfizer maybe 20 years ago, that some anti-seizure drugs actually help with neuropathic pain. Now, Lyrica is my favorite in this group. It's now a generic. used to be quite expensive. It's not. And as little as 25 milligrams twice a day might help you, or as much as 150 milligrams three times a day might help you. And you need to talk to your doc, nurse practitioner, or PA, and say you want to try Lyrica. Because for some people, it turns down that electrical feeling for some, it shuts it off completely, and for most, it makes it more tolerable. And it's a very good drug, and I would highly recommend it. I'm, I used the VA a lot. Mm-hmm. VA yeah, is great. very good to me. I would talk to the VA docs. They use a lot of Lyrica. It's on the VA formulary, and I would say you want to try it and start out with a low dose of 25 milligrams two to three times a day. That's a commonly used drug in the VA. Call your VA team. You know, I don't know. I mean, in Madison, we have teams, the orange team, the blue team. Talk to the nurse practitioner or the VA doc and always get it through the VA because, you know, you served our country. You deserve to have that medical care taken care of by us. Well, thank you. I'm going to try this. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, and thank you so much for your service. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for that call at 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, Zorba, we always appreciate our listeners on the Zorba Pastor on Your Health Facebook page, posting what they think or questions, all kinds of things. Post what you want up there. Always, always. We love it. We like to feature what they post. Good news, bad news, neutral news. Exactly. Neutral news. That should be a news (laughs) network. Neutral news. Time... I don't know if that would go anywhere, but no, it'd be blank. You <laughs> yeah. turn it on, there'd no be one no one there, excited, right? right. <laughs> no one would get too excited. We only do boring stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Facebook feedback. Facebook feedback. Neutral news. I think there's something there. I'm writing that down. All right. First up, Zorba, we're going to do a double shot here. First up, we hear from Ellen in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, who writes, I just heard you talk about fish oil and that it raises cholesterol. Did I hear that correctly? My husband takes fish oil, 1,000 milligrams over the counter every day. What exactly does it do? It does not raise cholesterol. So she did not not hear hear you right. No, not at all. (laughs) It may not lower cholesterol. That may be what I said. It lowers triglycerides. Its effect on cholesterol is minimal. Fish oil, you know, we go back and forth in fish oil. One out of six Americans over the age of 65 have fish oil. Folks, eat fish twice (laughs) a week. Find a fish that you like and eat fish. Fish is wonderful stuff. Fish oil is in fish. Now, I have a question. Do you like sardines? I I was recently in in Spain and southern France, and I ate quite a bit of sardines. How do you actually. like them? I got into them. I love them. They're I delicious. Didn't, I never tried them before that, so, really. Stayed away from them. Do you them. never tried canned sardines? I mean, maybe when I was younger. Oh. My mom loves canned you sardines. You see, canned sardines are wonderful, and canned sardines were a cheap, inexpensive food. I mm. mean, I used to have canned sardines. That was like having Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, really? Why well, didn't mix them together? They, yeah. I don't know if they would taste very good. Oh, I love canned sardines. Anyway, right. getting back to the issue at hand. Yeah. Canned, what was the issue at hand? Fish oil. Oh, fish oil, I forgot. <laughs> that's right. See, you need it for your brain. Anyway, yeah, that's, anyway. That's why I'm anyway, here. That's right. All right, let's go so to the So eat fish, one. not fish oil. That's what you're that's saying? That's right. To yeah, sum it up. Yeah, I think I just said that. There it is. <laughs> Sounds like neutral news. Uh, finally, Terry from Nashville, Tennessee asks, what do you think of taking collagen peptides 
for health and skin rejuvenation. I have a friend who strongly advocates their merits. Yeah, no evidence. Nothing. Zero evidence. Zero. Nothing. Zero. And it's a big thing. Lots of money going into it. Millions of dollars being spent. Is that anti-wrinkle stuff? Or yeah, anti-wrinkle. Take this capsule. You won't have wrinkles. Now, if you want to not have wrinkles, there are a few things. Don't smoke cigarettes. Okay. Okay. Stay out of the sun. Sure. If you want to see what your skin is like out of the sun, you can't look at your butt. Nobody can look at their butt except <laughs> in a mirror. That's where the sun don't shine and you right. can see it. But look under your arm, like where your armpit is, and you can see what your skin looks like and compare it to your arm on the other side, ah, which got it. And you'll see what sun does. And okay. a lot of people uh, in Southeast Asia, for instance, women especially, use parasols because they don't want their skin to wrinkle mm-hmm. later on. But if you want to take care of wrinkles, don't do that. Use retinol, over-the-counter retinol, R-E-T-I-N-O-L. Retin-A is a prescription medication. But retinol you can actually buy without a prescription. Use a very low dose. And in four to six months, many people can get rid of some of the wrinkles in their skin. It's a vitamin A derivative, Mm -hmm. and it works topically. It's not anything internally, and that's what you do. But the the collagen that you eat orally will be digested the same way food is, and it will not do anything to your skin. As always, thanks for all the Facebook comments. Thank you. Thank you. And if Thank you, you have a healthy living question for the good doctor, Or you want to contribute to neutral news. <laughs> just post on our <laughs> Facebook page. Or you can always send us an old-fashioned email at... Zorba at WPR.org. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, Zorba, before we head out today, let's open up the Zorba Pastor on Your Health inbox and take an email. This is from a listener named Jonathan who writes, I was listening to your show today and you talked a lot about how processed foods are bad for you. One thing that wasn't mentioned was that processed foods tend to remove fiber. It's been my understanding for some time that the main reason people who eat processed foods have poor outcomes compared to those who don't is because they are getting less fiber. I wonder if any study has been done where people are eating processed food and then just supplement it with fiber. The entire phrase, quote, processed food is nebulous. What are we talking about? Added preservatives, more clarity Mm -hmm. is needed Mm -hmm. for the public. Yeah, well, first of all, Processed food does not remove fiber. I don't think so. Now, maybe it does, but we don't have any scientific evidence for it. But processed food, on the whole, doesn't have a lot of fiber. Some of it does, you know, because they add fiber into it. And uh, ultra-processed food, there is a definition. I don't have it in front of me. I never have Google in front of me. Mm -hmm. But basically, if it's got a lot of ingredients in it, it's processed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of where this is. It is a nebulous definition. There's no doubt about it. There are some standardizations of the definition, but I don't think it's really been something that's been agreed upon on exactly what it consists of. Mm -hmm. We know ultimately, obviously, the Twinkie, a potato chip, a Cheeto is highly processed. Mm -hmm. We know that a potato with a bit of salt on it, a baked potato, is minimally processed because you heat it up. That's about where it's at. So processed foods do not remove fiber, but they don't have fiber, and as a result, they may satisfy your appetite, and so you're not getting enough fiber. So the bottom line is, when you eat processed foods, you probably do eat less fiber, and that's not good for you. Do you have a healthy living question or comment for the show? Just post it on our Facebook page or send us an email at... Zorba at WPR.org or, of course, through Facebook. You wanted to see if I was listening. Yeah, you just That's exactly snapped it. up real quick. You were like, I attention. could see the smile. Like, right? <laughs> Should we do this again next week, Zorba? Next week, same time, same station. If you missed anything during the show or you just want to stream the show online anytime, visit us on the web. At ZorbaPastry.org. And you can call us anytime with your question at 800-462-7413. Zorba Pastor on Your Health is a production of Wisconsin Public Radio. It is not intended as a medical diagnosis, so please do check with your doc. Our executive producer is me, Carl Christensen. Our technical director is Brad Kohlberg. Our theme music is by Leo and Ben Sidron. For Zorba Pastor, I'm Carl Christensen asking you to join us on the next Zorba Pastor on Your Health. Did you miss something on today's show? Simply go to ZorbaPastor.org to catch up on all things Zorba. There you will find recipes from the show, links to the Facebook page, Zorba's healthy living articles, and you can subscribe to the weekly podcast. 
On the web, that's zorbapastor.org.